Are you ready to know your worth and identity in the body of Christ? Are you ready for kingdom conversations with kingdom people? Welcome to the Recovery to Recovered podcast. I'm your host, Kayla McCall, and I will be guiding you through the word with preaching and teaching and empower you to know who you are in Christ Jesus. Hello and welcome into the Recovery to Recovered podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Kayla McCall. I am so excited to be on today. I do apologize. We have been extremely busy uh, as of late, and so I have not been able to release some new content here recently or even some sermons. I've been working out the new deal with Charisma as well, and we are excited to have a renewed contract with the Charisma Podcast Network, and we are going to be starting the next season of the podcast and so we have been working on that i've been working on several different projects uh we just come out of the banquet for btb um things have been going on with the ministry things have been great things have been wonderful miriam house btb thriving we just had our uh, most successful banquet ever had daryl strawberry and barry lyons there with us by the way daryl i'm sure will be coming on the show soon and I'll be doing an interview with him, just um, an incredible man of God. Uh, just been incredible to get to know him and see what he is doing and get to be uh, a part of that and him be a part of what we're doing as well as Barry Lyons too. Have I'll have him on the show, I am sure, as well in this next season, in season two of this. So just wanted to jump on and, and give a few updates with that. Season two coming up, we'll probably launch that here in June and uh, be 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 writing that out until next um, May and June uh, area and time of the year. And so we're just really excited about that. I pray that the podcast is blessing you. Now that this contract is renewed, we are going to be uh, adamant um, about releasing, trying to release new content every single week, at least once a week where we are releasing content. So stay in tune with that. Thank you for your patience with me on that. My wife and I are in the process of building a house as well. So it, uh, it's been interesting. That's all I can say. We didn't use a general contractor. So my wife is helping, uh, put all this together and and it's been interesting, but praise God, we're getting through it. Praise God. We're able to build a home. You know, it's just incredible. I'm very thankful for everything that God has done in my life and continues to do in Kelsey and I's life and the ministries and the church there at Canvas Shelbyville and just God is is doing some incredible things. So uh, long story short, I'm excited for the next season coming up on the podcast, excited for the season that I'm in in life. And I believe uh, that the Lord is going to continue to use this thing to bless people. So this is episode 75. We are going to end season one right here at episode 75. And I believe that I have a word for you today. And I'm excited to release that word. I pray that it blesses your life. I'm going to jump on and just uh, share a little bit with you today um, uh, from a message that I have entitled, If you don't pluck your eye out, someone else will. And I think it's fitting as I end this this season. I just feel like this is something that the Lord is speaking to the church right now. And so I am excited to jump on and share this word with you. So before we jump into it, stay on with us. You know, download, like, subscribe, share these podcasts, share these episodes. 
Listen to them while you're working out. Listen to them while you're cleaning your house. Listen to them while you're going down the road. And I pray that the Lord richly blesses you as you continue to tune into the podcast. So with that being said, here we go. We are coming from Judges chapter 16 verses 21 through 30. And uh, we are coming from the life of Samson today. You might have got that uh, with the title uh, that I've been messaged, uh, that I've I've entitled today's message. You know, if you don't pluck your eyes out, someone else will. Samson winds up losing his eyes because he does not control his eyes. Wow. So let's jump right into this thing. Judges chapter 16, verses 21 through 30. And verse 21 in Judges 16, the Bible says this, The Philistines seized him and gouged out his eyes. They brought him down to Gaza and bound him with bronze shackles, and he was forced to grind grain in the prison. Come on, y'all. You don't watch your eyes. You end up in prisons. But his hair began to grow back after he shaved it, after they had sh- after it had been shaved. Now the Philistines... The Philistine leaders gathered together to offer a great sacrifice to their god, little G, Dagon. They rejoiced and said, Our god, little G, has handed over our enemy Samson to us. When the people saw him, they praised their god and said, Our god has handed over to us our enemy who destroyed our land and who multiplied our dead. When they were drunk, they said, Bring Samson here to entertain us. So they brought Samson from the prison and he entertained them. Wow. The man who used to destroy them now became entertainment for them. They had uh, they had him stand between the pillars. Samson said to the young man who was leading him by the hand, lead me where I can feel the pillars that are supporting the temple so I can lean against them. The temple was full of men and women. All the leaders of the Philistines were there. About 3,000 men and women were on the roof watching Samson entertain them. They called out to the Lord, Lord God, please. And then he called out to the Lord, Lord God, please remember me. Strengthen me, God, just one more time. And with one act of vengeance, let me pay back the Philistines for my two eyes. Samson took a hold of the two pillars supporting the temple and leaned against them on his right hand and the other on his left. Samson said, let me die with the Philistines. He pushed with all his might. And the temple fell on the leaders and all the people in it. And the dead he killed at his death were more than those he had killed his entire life. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you today, Lord, and I say bless the reading of your word. Father, anoint me to preach this word today and may it fall on good soil. May the seed of the word of God touch somebody's life today across these airwaves. And may they be forever changed and challenged. Lord, heal them, redeem them, restore them. And Lord, help us to protect our eyes. I ask these things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. So most of us know the story of Samson and Delilah and how she betrays him. And people who don't even read the Bible or understand the Bible or even Christians have heard of the story of Samson and Delilah because it's an interesting story. It's one of love and betrayal. And Samson is basically the superhero of the Bible. He, You know, he's, he's the Captain America or the Thor or whatever of the Bible. He is the superhero of the Bible. His strength was incredible. And, 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 and he was the last judge of the nation of Israel 
before they started asking God for a king like the other nations around them. And that's a whole nother message for another day. But they were never called to be like the other nations around them and have a king. But they asked for one. God gave them what they wanted. And we see what the price that they paid for that later. But Samson was prophesied to his parents by the angel of the Lord. And if you do your research and you study this out, it's actually Yahweh incarnate, which he did a few times in the Old Testament. It's Jesus, the eternal word wrapped in a body. So God shows up and tells his parents who were barren, by the way, sounds like another story out of the Bible, right? Abraham and Sarah and tells them y'all are going to have a child. He's going to deliver the children of Israel from the rule of the Philistine thumb but he is to be different he is to be a nazarite from birth in leviticus there is this thing called a nazarite vow right and where it's for a certain season of a person's life for a year they would take this vow and the purpose of this vow was for consecration meaning that they would set things to the side for the purpose for a purpose and on purpose to consecrate themselves and grow closer to yahweh they could not be around anything that was dead or a carcass of any dead thing. They weren't even allowed to be at funerals. They could have zero alcohol. They could not cut their hair until the vow was fulfilled. But the angel of the Lord comes to Samson's parents and says he's supposed to be this from birth. He's supposed to be consecrated from birth. He's supposed to be different from everybody else around him from birth. And so the angel of the Lord instructs his mother to not even have alcohol, be around any carcass or to cut her hair until he was born. Also for Samson, this meant he was to be born a Nazarite. So this was a vow he was supposed to keep all his life. There are only three people that I know of in the Bible that were born into a Nazarite vow from my time of study. Two in the Old Testament and one in the New Samuel was to be a Nazarite, Samson, so they're the two Old Testament, and then John the Baptist was a Nazarite from birth as well. So all of these men had great calls of God on their life, but we only read out of one of those three, but we read out of one of those three whose lives didn't end the way it was supposed to. Only one out of those three, their, their life, his life did not end like it was supposed to. And there's a root cause to this. And I'm going to get to that here in just a second. But let's backtrack here from our initial text. Samson is the promised son of the Israelite family of the tribe of Dan, who was to be a Nazarite. He was to be consecrated, to be set apart, to do great exploits for the nation of Israel. But I couldn't help but notice something in Samson's life that got my attention along with a few other things, but there was one thing in particular, and watch this, it was this, it was that Samson's eyes seemed to be wandering somewhere, always that it had no business being, and it cost him in the end, it literally cost him his physical eyes, also that his eyes landed him in predicaments and positions that he should have never been. In other words, what he continued to make compromise in looking upon, it eventually manifested into a situation. Y'all better hear what I'm preaching today. Samson 
continue to let his eyes wander into situations that compromised him and it manifested itself into situations. Number one, watch this. In chapter 14, we read in chapter 16 when at the end of his life, but in chapter 14, the Bible says that he saw a Philistine woman his first wife, by the way, and he wanted her, so he told his father to go and work out the deal. But there was one problem with this, because God had instructed them not to intermingle with the nations around them, not because of race, but because of their gods. So it was not; it was a matter of faith, not about skin colors and ethnicity. This is why it's important to be un. Uh, to be equally yoked. That is what the Bible was talking about when God told the children of Israel to not be intermingling with the nations around them. Don't be taking wives for yourselves from the nations around you. You need to stay with the mixable type of folk. You need to stay with mixable type of faith. Come on, Hebrews talks about a mixable type of faith. You need to be involved with people who have the same mindset as you. You need to be involved with people that are worshiping the same God as you. Come on, somebody. This is why it's so important that we are not unequally yoked. We have some responsibility to do with this. So the Bible says that he saw the Philistine woman. Samson tells this riddle at his wedding feast, and he tells this riddle to the Philistines, and, and they can't crack the code. They can't crack the riddle. He gets to gambling with the Philistines and he tells this woman the secret to the riddle after she nags him and after she hustles him out of the secret. Come on, see the unequally yoked, that, that unequally yoked partner. Come on, they'll, they'll turn on you. They, they will give your information to the enemy. They can give your weak spots to the enemy. She gives up Samson's riddle and Samson winds up getting in some trouble over this. He winds up getting in some trouble over this because he leaves the wedding feast and he ends up in a vineyard, which brings me to my next point. The Bible says that he saw a vineyard and then he started hanging around in it because he's in the vineyard and watch this, the enemy shows up. He's in the vineyard and the enemy shows up and the enemy is a lion it's something to take him out. The lion came to try to kill him. The lion attacks him in the vineyard. He kills the lion, rips apart with his bare hands, and he leaves the carcass sitting there. The reason why he is attacked by the lion in the vineyard and it had permission to attack is because he had no business being there. Samson is a Nazarite. The Bible actually never says that that never gives you an occasion where the Bible says Samson was drinking wine or that Samson was uh, was drunk. But he's hanging out in the vineyard, y'all. He's hanging out where he has no business being. I would dare to say that the brother probably was having a little sip. Come on. He, he was hanging out in the vineyard. He's sitting there hanging out in the bar. He's hanging out in the area where God told him that he was not to be. And here comes the 
the enemy and here comes the lion attacking him. Y'all ever met those people that they hang out in situations where they're not supposed to be and then they can't figure out why the enemy continues to attack them and the enemy continues to have a field day with them. Come on, we got to do better, y'all, because God ain't called you to hang out in the vineyard. God ain't called you to hang out in precarious situations because the lion will attack and the lion comes. But we do see that God gave him the strength. The spirit of the Lord came upon him and he was able to pull up out of the vineyard. He was able to to destroy the lion. He leaves the carcass there. He rips the lion like a, a young goat is what the Bible says.